Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we'll recap an awesome night at Citizens Bank Park. The Trey Turner ended with a walk-off winner. We'll talk about the chances the Phillies can pull off the sweep against the San Francisco Giants and why I'm very, very confident that the Phillies are going to take the top seed in the National League wildcard race. All of that on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm Connor Thomas, your host. Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube, rating and reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. That really helps. If you want to catch any more of my content, you can hear me on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television side, Prudential Philadelphia Phillies media member. Uh, Happy to be here with you doing another episode of Locked On Phillies, especially after the game last night. Let's jump right into it, shall we? Because what a finish to the game at Citizens Bank Park last night for your Philadelphia fighting Phillies. Trey Turner comes through, plays hero with the walk-off winner, and there was a lot more packed into the game than the 4-3 final score would suggest. Let's jump into it from the top because Taiwan Walker was struggling early, or rather, The Phillies' defense was struggling early. Two errors in the first inning. And both of these games of this series with the San Francisco Giants have looked rough in the first inning. Aaron Nola struggled in game one mightily. Tymon Walker had to work out of a jam in game two. And both of those first innings ended up with a run scored for the opposition. But Tymon Walker didn't allow the home run. He settled in after that. He didn't go as deep as Aaron Nola, though. I mean, Comparable pitching performances. I talked about it in yesterday's episode about like why Aaron Nola giving up the long ball bothers me more than like a a perfect example. The start that Taiwan Walker had last night. Now I would have liked to see him go deeper, but keeping the ball in the park just feels like a better chance to win for me. And yet some people might debate that because Walker gave up three runs and all this stuff. I mean, I totally, I totally get it. All right. There's different camps on that one. I just don't like the long ball come playoff time. But anyway, Taiwan Walker, he would battle through it. Bottom of the first, Bryce Harper welcomes Kyle Harrison, who was making his major league debut for the San Francisco Giants, to the major leagues. First inning of work, and he did strike out three, but he also gave up a two-run home run to Bryce Harper. It was just great. Kyle Schwarber had a leadoff double, puts him on second base, and then Harper comes up and parks one in the seats. Just got out of there. Not a lot of height on it, more of a line drive, but Harper's starting to elevate the ball. Man, he's starting to get that home run swing back, and he's had the average already, and You just got to love what Bryce Harper is giving you at the plate. I mean, that's back-to-back nights with a home run, if you want to call the other one an inside the parker, which the official scoring did, so not going to debate it. Bottom line, he's homered in the first two games of the series. He's crushing the Giants, so that was huge, and the Phillies are up 2-1, to and they got kind of quiet in the middle innings. One of the weirdest plays you'll ever see happen in this game, the whole comebacker off of Taiwan Walker's throwing arm that Trey Turner catches in the air. It's so rare that you'll see a ball hit hard enough and glancing enough off a pitcher that an infielder can make a play on. It was a scary situation because it caught Taiwan Walker pretty square, but he stayed in the game. Trey Turner made the catch. You get the outfield one six lineup. Who would have thought you were going to see that uh, in this ball game? I mean, you see something new every time you go to the ballpark or every time you turn on the television or every time you listen to the radio 
or every time you check in with our partners over at SiriusXM and you're listening to the game that way, you never know what's going to happen. And that was just one of those weird, quirky things. But in the fifth, with Walker still pitching and nearing the end of his night, Jock Peterson hit a two RBI double for the San Francisco Giants and they take the lead. And it's like, oh, here we go. And then you see the Rodgers twins out of the bullpen, Taylor and Tyler, who have been incredible this year. Uh, they were great against the Phillies. Phillies didn't do anything against them. And then you're getting Camilo Duvall in the ninth inning. You're down three to two. The Phillies offense has been quiet since the bottom of the first inning when Harper homered. You went, uh, what, seven innings without scoring in between the first and the ninth. And you're like, okay, well, they had some opportunities. Are they going to cash in? I tweeted, I can't get a read on this game. I don't know. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, they're getting so many opportunities. They just haven't cashed one in yet. They're going to. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, it's a close game. But the offense just isn't there. This one was kind of right in between where it's like they might get a look at it. Uh, I don't know. Do you have faith in them to go ahead and walk it off in the ninth at that point or score a late run when I was uh, thinking about it? And I wasn't totally sure. But then in the ninth inning with Duvall on the mound, he starts it off by hitting Bryson Stott in the elbow. Uh, I'll keep you updated on what I hear on Stott. Now he stayed in the game. He was celebrating with his teammates after. That's a weird spot to get hit, but he seemed like he was okay. I, I don't know if it's going to be like some type of elbow contusion or anything like that, but I haven't heard any news on that front yet. I'm recording this pretty early on um, on Wednesday morning because the Phillies play uh, an afternoon game. I'll tell you about coming up in the next segment, but Bryce's stock gets on. Uh, gets the start there, and you now have the tying run at first base with no outs. That's great. And then you go ahead and you get a fly out. And you're like, okay, one out, and you're a double play away. Eh, this may not get the job done. Brandon Marsh comes up, and he pinch hits for Jan Ross. You get the lefty-righty type of matchup uh, against Camilo Duvall. And you're like, okay, uh, I mean, Marsh is quick. He's tough to double up. Stott's at first. Stott's also fast. Maybe something will happen here. And Stott gets a good jump on a ball. Brandon Marsh hits one up the middle and sneaks through. He was fired up. It was a great opportunity. Now you have first and third with one out and Kyle Schwarber coming up. And all you need is a deep fly ball to tie the ball game. Go into extras. You're the home team. Advantage you. All that good stuff. And I also I was rooting for Kyle Schwarber to end this one, put one in the seats, because uh, going into the ninth inning, I was I tweeted out, I need a Kyle Schwarber walk-off like I need air to breathe. I wanted to be uh, Nostradamus on that one. But uh, I missed it by one player because it's 2-0, well, 1-0. Uh, delivers a ball to the plate. Kyle Schwarber takes it. And Brandon Marsh does a great job of getting a great jump. Steal second. The Giants don't throw down. I don't know if that was because of the jump that Marsh got. I don't know is because they didn't want to risk it with Stott being a solid runner over at third and some type of play that doesn't work and you can throw away the tying run. But for whatever reason, they chose to not throw the ball down to second base. So now you have second and third, one out, Kyle Schwarber up, power hitter, guy who can hit you a long fly ball and tie up the game, no problem. And you're looking at a situation where you have a base open and a 2-0. Gabe Kapler decided that he was going to walk Kyle Schwarber to get to Trey Turner. Big mistake there, Gabe. Sorry, buddy. Turner comes up, 2-2 count, and he just absolutely ropes one up the middle. You all saw it. The crazy thing about that play, right, it tips off Doval's glove and goes into center field, and the Phillies won. I'm sure you've all seen the highlights. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. If for some reason you missed last night's game, it was a great swing by Turner. A great job catching up to the fastball and just hitting it right back where it came from. Here's the crazy thing, right? If that ball's caught, that's most likely a double play. It's a line drive that the pitcher snags that someone's going to be off base. Schwarber at first, Marsh at second, Stott at third. 
I don't know who it would have been, but when you see those plays, a lot of times it ends up in a double play. And what a way to end it that would have been. That would have been brutal for the Phillies to see Trey Turner smoke one and just get unlucky like that. But this goes into the whole standing ovation conversation. Mentality is a weird thing. And baseball is a weird thing. And sports are a weird thing in general. When you're going bad, things don't go your way. Balls don't bounce your way. It doesn't, it doesn't break your way. You don't get anything easy. It feels like you'll hit the ball 100 miles an hour, it's right at somebody. You'll hit a deep fly ball and the wind's blowing in that day. Uh, I don't know. It, it ticks off of somebody's glove and then the shortstop's right behind it to back it up. Like You can't buy one when you're going bad. But Trey Turner, like I believe firmly, I have nothing to back this up, but I believe firmly two weeks ago if Trey Turner hits that ball, the ball catches it, throws somebody out, ball game over, the Phillies lose 3-2. to two. But instead – He's just been hot lately. He's in a good mental place. The universe is kind of on his side now. I know this is crazy. It's all heady. It's all like there's no way to prove it. And I don't know if it's real or not, but it feels real to me. And that Trey Turner is now starting to have things bounce his way because he's broken through when you're starting to hit well and he's starting to come through. He was over four on the night to that point, but you still you get him an opportunity. He's a very good hitter. He makes solid contact, puts the ball in play. You win a ball game. It was so well done by Trey Turner. Such good base running by everybody to to score. I mean, uh, Brandon Marsh could have easily gotten caught going back to second on that one and not been able to round the score, but he scored easily. It was just a wonderful, wonderful walk-off win for the Phillies. It's got to feel great for Turner. It definitely felt great for all those fans. It sounded like a playoff environment at Citizens Bank Park, and it was just uh, one of those magical wins. The Phillies have had so many of those great late wins, and they're not all walk-off. Some of them are come from behind on the road, but it feels like if you get this team in a tight game more often than not, they're going to win. And I think that's why this team drives us crazy, because when they lose, they lose bad. But if they hang around and they're close, and in the playoffs you play a lot of close games, this team has uh, developed a little knack for finding ways to win those tight games. And I think last year has something to do with that the mentality of knowing they can win tough, tight games when it counts most. I just feel so good about where this team is after the first two games of this series with the Giants. But it's not a two-game series. You have game three coming up today. First pitch is at 4.05 p.m. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you can pull everything up there to listen to that. And the Phillies are going for a sweep. You got a really good opportunity there. And you have Michael Lorenzen on the mound, too even though he had a rough third start, has the opportunity to continue a really good, as someone's honking like crazy out on the street. Welcome to Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. You have an opportunity to have another good start by Michael Lorenzen today. We're going to break it all down next as we look forward to game three and potentially a sweep for the Phillies. Next segment as we come back on Locked on Phillies. But first, I want to tell you about my friends over at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, all that good stuff to make your vehicle run right, well, head to eBay Motors. Because with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every single part you need fits right. All you got to do, and the first time around, of course, you're not fits right the second or third time or send it to us, send it back. No, you just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check, and you know that part is going to fit your vehicle or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And you've got over 122 million, not thousand, not 122, no, 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. 
right? Makes sense. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Exclusions apply. Eligible items only. All right. Yeah, like I said, Phillies, Giants, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. little mid-afternoon game there for the Phillies and the Giants. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go search Phillies on the app, and you can pull that all up. So go to the SXM app for that and help our friends out, our partners at Sirius. It's a great way to uh, be able to catch the game, especially for today. Like you might be at work, you want to throw it on uh, on your phone and listen to headphones while your boss thinks you're working. Go ahead and check out our friends over at Sirius. But Michael Lorenzen on the mound, like I said, looking for the sweep. He's going to face off against Alex Cobb. Now, in game one, you had an opener employed by the, uh, I almost said the 49ers, by the Giants. I'm in football mode, you know. And in game two, you got a guy making his major league debut in Kyle Harrison. Well, now game three, you get Alex Cobb. And Cobb's had a solid year. He's 6-5 and five record-wise, but a 3-7-5 ERA, a 1-3-9 whip. And in 127 and a third innings pitch, he's only walked, sorry, he's struck out 113. Only walked 34, so under control. I mean, rather similar numbers to Lorenzen. Let's break this down head-to-head, right? 7-8 and eight record for Lorenzen, 6-5 and five for Cobb. 3-5-7 ERA for Lorenzen, 3-7-5 for Cobb. Uh, 108 whip for Lorenzen, better. Throwing a no-hitter will help you with that. And a 139 whip for Alex Cobb. 126 innings, the 127 and a third innings. Now, here's where it's interesting. Cobb has given up 143 hits. Lorenzen, 40 less, only 103. That's where he's been so good. He's been pitching to the same amount of contact. He's been striking out, and he's actually struck out even less. Uh, 94 strikeouts so far in the year for Lorenzen. Not a strikeout guy, but he induces soft contact, and he's just so good with his control. He's also walked 33. Cobb's walked 34. 13 home runs given up for Lorenzen, 14 for Cobb. I mean, this is about as even of a pitching matchup as you're going to see. And I would say that's advantage Phillies because the Phillies offense is so much better than what the San Francisco Giants put out there. Uh, I've got full faith in the Philadelphia Phillies to be able to go out and win the game. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying that they're favored in this game. And I understand why they are. They're minus 135 on the money line if you want to make a bet on that. And uh, you got a 55.9% chance to win if you're the Philadelphia Phillies, according to ESPN Analytics. I just, I really like what the Phillies offense has done. And also, Alex Cobb, right-handed pitcher. Maybe Bryce Harper stays hot, goes yard again. Who knows? But I think the Phillies see righties better than they see lefties. I firmly feel that way. And Hey, uh, I don't know exactly what their splits are team-wise to that, but the lefty power bats have a better opportunity to take the righties out of the yard, and you already know how I feel about the home run. It's a great momentum changer in baseball, a huge part of the game if you can do it offensively, and the Phillies are starting to turn into that team that can hit the ball out of the ballpark again. They had this whole power outage basically for the first four months of the year, and now it feels like they're coming back around on it. Even when they were playing well in like June, you're thinking, okay, they're not really hitting the ball out of the yard all that much. They're scoring runs. They're putting guys on base, all that good stuff. But where's the pop? Where's the pop going to come from when they need it most come postseason, when you play a team like the Braves who may finish the season with the most home runs in the history of baseball for a regular season? Well, it started to come back for the offense. So I would look at the Phillies to go yard a couple times today. And I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Schwarber. He already hit a monster one in this series. could be Harper. Goes yard again. I don't know. Maybe J.T. Ramito's due for one. Uh, we'll go ahead and see. This could also be a day where uh, Garrett Stubbs gets the ball. Now, I think 
JT will probably play only because there's an off day tomorrow and because Lorenzen threw his no-hitter to JT and had a lot of great things to say about him. But we'll see how that all plays out and who Rob Thompson decides to put out there as the backstop for the newest starting pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. But I'd love to see Lorenzen have a bounce back from his last start. I'd love to see him look more like the guy that threw the no-hitter, went eight innings against Miami, all that good stuff. But we're still learning about Lorenzen as a pitcher, right? Feels like he's been here for two months, and he's only made three starts because of the six-man rotation he came into and all that rest. Well, he's back to normal rest now with the Ranger Suarez injured list stint. So that's my number one watch. How does Michael Lorenzen look, and how does he bounce back? My number two watch is how do the Phillies look power-wise? And my number three watch, it's a little bit more minimal, but something that's plagued the Phillies lately. The defense has gotten a little shoddy. You had a situation where you had two errors in the first inning yesterday. You had a misplay in right center with Nick Castellanos and Brandon Marsh not communicating the right way. So I want to see them play a solid day of defense. Alec Bohm has been really good defensively in the series. Bryce Harper was good at first base defensively. I mean, Trey Turner's been better. Uh, you're looking at not a major issue, I don't think, with the Phillies. But for me, it's been just a little bit off the defense has felt. So I'd like to see them uh, set that all right by the time they get done with the Giants. Off day tomorrow, sell everything out, go ahead and win this, head into the off day, not with the Giants stealing one back, but with you taking a sweep from them. That would be absolutely ideal for the Philadelphia Phillies, and it's well within their grasp. That is now the expectation, is to go ahead and get the sweep. I said before the series, two out of three would be awesome, be great. It would do a lot for you in this wild card race. But now that you've already got the first two, go get the third one. What the heck? And uh, I'll get a chance. It's been a minute. I got to go grab Mr. Broom out of the closet. I haven't brought him on the podcast in a minute. So he'll join me for tomorrow's episode. If indeed the Phillies do pull off the sweep. Yeah. Mr. Broom from last season. I don't know if I've even brought him out at all this year. Well, hopefully the Phillies will do what they need to do to score more runs uh, to get that taken care of. Again, the game is at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you can pull that all up there. Now, not only is it nice to see the Phillies just stacking wins in general, but it's great to see them doing it against one of the wild card race opponents. And they've now knocked the Giants out of playoff position as it stands, but it's a tight race in the National League. Well, it's a tight race for all the teams except the Philadelphia Phillies, in my opinion, at least. So coming up, I'm going to tell you why I think the Philadelphia Phillies are going to get the top seed in the wild card and why I think they've got a really, really good chance to advance out of the wild card series to the NLDS against the Braves or the Dodgers, whoever ends up on top. We'll discuss that as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. Okay, so why do I think the Philadelphia Phillies are such a sure thing to take home the top wild card seed? I mean, we still got a month to go. They've only got a three and a half game lead. Well, first of all, three and a half games is a huge lead compared to how these other teams stack up. The Cubs are three and a half back of the Phillies. The Diamondbacks are even with the Cubs. The Giants are a half game back of both those teams. The Reds are also a half game back of both those teams. Miami's only a game out. That's one, two, three, four, five teams within a game and a half of each other. Sorry, within one game of each other. Apologize. Not a big math guy. I've told you this. But it's tight down there, right? And I've seen the Phillies play a couple of these teams. Seen them go out to Arizona and handle the Diamondbacks. I've seen them play San Francisco. Now, a couple times at home. I've seen them play Cincinnati a couple times. Miami a bunch because they're in division. The Cubs, you swept them. Uh, here's the thing, right? The Giants, one of my thoughts that I've had this series 
And they're not the second wildcard team anymore, but they were for a while there. I was just thinking, how in the world is this the second wildcard team? They're not even nearly on the same level as the Philadelphia Phillies. And maybe it's just a bad series, and I know the pitching's kind of weird for them right now, but the offense isn't that good. I just – I look at the teams, the Cubs, not that good. Diamondbacks, young, and not that good. The Giants certainly have not shown you anything this series to make you afraid of them coming into Citizens Bank Park. The Reds, too young, also not that good. The Marlins, also not that good. I mean, just none of these teams – they're not bad teams, right? Some of them are going to be playoff teams. Two out of those other five teams are going to be playoff teams. My point is, I don't think any of those teams over the course of the last month are going to play good enough baseball to catch the Phillies. And I don't think any of them are good enough to come into Philadelphia and beat the Phillies in a wild card series. I know, weird things happen. Three games set. I don't know, you have two off days by pitchers and all of a sudden, season's over. But that's playoff baseball. That is what it is. Right now, looking at the quality of these teams though. I think the Phillies are head and shoulders over all of those teams. And I think they're better than the Brewers. And I think the only teams that are clearly better than them in the National League are the Dodgers and the Braves. And we'll deal with those guys when we see them. But I feel very confident the Phillies are going to have the top wildcard seed, frankly, because I look at the quality of opponent as we get deeper into this season. And the Phillies are separating themselves. There's no doubt who the best wildcard team is in the National League. And even though the next two spots are up for grabs, the Phillies have already cemented themselves as the best wild card team. They haven't cemented themselves as winning the top wild card. I'm not going to be confident in that until mathematically we're good to go, right? Because crazy things happen. You never know injuries, slumps, all this other stuff. The team gets hot, schedules, and who plays easy and who plays hard. We'll get into all that as we get deeper into the last month of the season. But as it stands right now, I feel very confident in saying not only are the Phillies going to have the top wild card seat, but they're easily the favorite to make it out of that top wild card matchup. It's a great time to be a Philadelphia Phillies fan right now. This team's going well. They've got that special vibe to them. And even though it hasn't been consistent, well, it feels like as this homestand gets going, and they'll have two more series on this homestand that we'll get into a little bit more tomorrow when this series wraps up, if they keep it going, literally by the end of the month, they could be looking at it like, Okay, we basically got playoffs locked up, not mathematically again, but in theory and in practice. I feel so good about this team and what a fun win it was last night at Citizens Bank Park. Well, that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Uh, You go ahead and get ready to enjoy an earlier game of Phillies baseball, maybe some early sleep tonight for you if you got to be up early like me. Uh, But we'll have a fun episode tomorrow recapping what goes on in the game and off day. So we'll do a little off the pole and we'll also have a general look at where the Phillies are, not just in the standings, but what I've seen from them over the last month as we'll kind of review August. So that'll be tomorrow's episode. But again, that's all for today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. You know the deal. And I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.